Today's scripture reading is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Gabriel, for reading our scripture this morning. We are in a new sermon series that just began last week. We are in week number two of a series called Leadership Highlighted. We're looking at what is different about being a Christian who is a leader. How is that different from someone who may not be a Christian? How does that call us to function as leaders in the world? Pastor Jeff kicked us off last week and he said that all of us are leaders and as Christians we're also followers. For that's the thing that makes us different. We follow Christ as a leader and that changes who we are as we are shaped by him. Pastor Jeff lifted up four C's that we follow as Christian leaders. If you were here, maybe you remember what they were, being Christ-centered, committed, courageous, and consistent. What is it that we will learn from Jesus today? Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, thank you so much for the ways that we saw your light shine here at church last week. Thank you for the many ways that we saw the light of your love in the eyes of children, in their words, in their motions. Lord, thank you for all the volunteers, for every person who was part of our Bible school ministry. Thank you so much, Lord, for that leadership. Lord, we seek to be leaders as you would have us be. We seek to follow you. Open these words today from the Bible to us as we step into them by your guidance. In the name of Christ, we pray. As all God's people say, amen. Well, let's jump right in to Luke's gospel, chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Here's a tidbit that we learned in seminary, that when you're studying the gospel of Luke, look for pairings. Look for the pairings of a story of a woman and a man. Look for the pairings of a story about men followed by a story about women or vice versa. And look for stories where there's one theme that lifts up followed by another theme in the next story and that the two often speak to one another. That's exactly what happens in our passage today. Today's story begins with the words, as they went on their way, who are they? That's Jesus and followers. And on their way from what, we might ask. So then we look at the verses that come just before the section that Gabriel read for us this morning. In that section, Jesus is asked by a lawyer, what are the things I need to do for eternal life? Jesus says, you already know the answer. You tell me. The lawyer responds, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
Jesus says, that's right. Go and do it. Then the lawyer asks a clarifying question. And who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells the story we know as the Good Samaritan, in which he chooses someone who's an outcast, someone whom the lawyer would have despised, to be the example of what it looks like to model compassionate love of neighbor and someone who's a model of faith as a disciple. It was shocking, really. And the lawyer then sounds somewhat offended by the model that Jesus has used. Jesus says at the end of the story, go and do likewise. Then the story today begins. Jesus and the followers are on their way from the teaching and telling of the good Samaritan. And they enter a village. And a woman named Martha welcomes them into her home. Side note here. In that culture, it would have been highly unusual for a woman to have owned her own home. This is a family of leaders. We see this family coming up again in the Gospel of Luke. In that story, there are not only Martha, you've got a sister, Mary, but John adds in a brother, Lazarus. Lazarus is not mentioned in this story, but we also find out in that story that Jesus is friends with this family. So Jesus enters the home of Martha. Mary's there. And we don't know if Mary lived there or she just happened to be visiting. Regardless, Mary is there in the home that day. When Jesus goes into Martha's home, Mary does something shocking. What is it that she does? She sits and listens to Jesus. She sits at his feet. Why in the world, you might ask, is that shocking? This was a posture for men. This was the posture of a disciple. This was how a disciple sat at a teacher's feet, sat at a rabbi's feet. This gospel makes a point in various places, to include women in with the disciples and followers. It is not a small point. Mary breaks convention, takes the role of a disciple, and sits at Jesus' feet to listen. It's an important point in the story. Martha, on the other hand, is doing something very different. She is fulfilling the conventional role. She's busy doing all the things If you've ever done all the things, you know what this is. All the parts of hospitality that were highly valued in that culture. Maybe she's like those of us who have trouble sitting still. Maybe she's like those of us who think it won't get done unless we do it. Or maybe she's like those of us who were juggling far too many balls in the air and are exhausted. Does any of that hit close to home? When I read this story, I kind of picture Thanksgiving dinner with my family, with the people who do all the things, all the cooks in the kitchen, finishing up the turkey, cutting the ham, maybe doing the slices, getting the rolls out of the oven, mashing the potatoes, making sure everybody will have a chair, putting the ice in the glasses, setting the table, making sure everything's taken care of, while another group is in the living room. 
sitting at the feet of a football game and a dog show until someone, usually my aunt, comes in to point out the discrepancy between those who are working and those who are not. In this story, that person who points out the discrepancy is Martha. So Martha goes in to where Jesus and Mary are and tells Jesus what to do about this discrepancy. Jesus, don't you care that uh, my sister has left me to do all the work? Tell her to get up and help me. (laughs) I wish we could hear the tone in her voice, I think. I imagine it is not unlike the tone of my aunt when she points out the similar discrepancy and goes into the living room and says, get up and help. (laughs) Jesus says to Martha, 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 you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one. And Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken away from her. She can stay right here. The Greek language there is a little fuzzy. Some translations instead read, few things are necessary, only one is needed, but you get the point. Jesus honors what Mary is doing, this posture of a disciple at his feet, and says not only is it okay, It is necessary. It is needed. More so than all the things in the moment. And here's our interesting pairing that we get in the Gospel of Luke. We have a story in which Jesus says disciples are those who go and do. Followed immediately by a story in which Jesus says disciples are those who sit and listen. Which is more important. Both of these are crucial aspects of Christian leadership. And as United Methodists, we put words to these. We call this social holiness and personal holiness, this indissoluble pairing. We call this works of mercy and works of piety, another indissoluble pairing. You can look at the cross as a way to help remember it. I've used that image before when we think of this horizontal beam as the go and do. This is that beam that is about love of neighbor and living that out in works of compassion and mercy. And we can think of that vertical beam as the sit and listen. When we give attention to love of God with all that we are, heart, mind, soul, and strength, to worship, to growing, to sitting at Jesus' feet and listening. Both are crucial in Christian leadership and all of us are leaders wherever it is that we live and serve. Today, we focus on the words that Jesus says to Martha. There is need, he says, of one thing and tells her essentially to do what Mary is doing, to sit at my feet and do what? Listen. Say that with me. Listen. Leadership books will state that listening to others is crucial. A Christian leader will tell you listening to others and listening to God 
are a crucial part of who we are and what we do in order to build a team, in order to encourage others, in order to discern vision together, in order to do that, we listen to others and we listen to Jesus. So how good are we at listening? Spouses, this is your cue to nudge each other with an elbow because spouses often have a little trouble with listening to each other from time to time and every couple has stories about it. The same is true for co-workers. The same is true for friendships. The same is true for teachers and students. The same is true for all of us. Every relationship has room to grow in listening and listening well. I heard a story, in fact, recently about a kindergarten teacher She taught in one of the schools up north where they don't close school every time it snows. And the students were there with their big snow boots on. It had snowed that day and they had all the lace-ups and the shoes were so big. The teacher came in and she thought, well, this is not just going to work. The kids were tripping all over each other. So she thought we just have to take off all the shoes. And her assistant was not there that day, which made all of this even more difficult. And the kids were hyped up because of all the snow. And so she started just taking all the shoes off. You realize 31 children, that's 62 shoes. At the end of the day, which was a very hard day, and if you're a teacher, you know what all that means. She could not wait for the end of the day to come. And so she started one by one by one, lacing up, putting on each of the children's shoes, student to student to student. When she got to the 31st student, she said, these are not my shoes. And the teacher lost it. (laughs) After all that, she just started ripping the shoes off the kids one by one. Where in the world had we gone wrong? Did they even know which shoes were theirs? And then the little girl said, they're my sister's shoes. They're my favorite color. She let me wear them today. And then the teacher remembered that the student had told her that when she first came in the room that morning. How different would that have gone (laughs) had she been listening? Growing as a listener is an essential skill for healthy relationships with others. It is an essential skill and spiritual discipline as a follower of Christ. So I want to give you some pointers. Jeff gave you four C's last week. I'm going to give you three P's as in Paul to help you remember this. It's a way to do a self-check on our skills as a listener. The three P's are patience, putting aside self, and presence. Let's take the first one, patience. If someone with whom we're talking and having a conversation takes a pause, are we the person who rushes in to fill it? Or are we the person who encourages them to finish telling the story and give some time to do it? Do we jump to conclusions without waiting for a full story to be heard? And do we do the same thing with Jesus? If we're not hearing an answer from Jesus, when we want to hear an answer from Jesus, do we just assume we know what's best and rush ahead? without taking the time to sit like Mary at the feet of Jesus and fully listen. 
I heard an acronym years ago for the word wait. W-A-I-T. Let it stand for why am I talking? That patience becomes something that helps us to listen well. Number two, put aside self. Listening is more about someone else than it is about ourselves. When someone else starts talking, do we assume that we know best or we know what someone else is going to say or we don't want to hear it? Do we talk over others? Do we have an agenda and want to prove that we're the smartest person in the room? So we start talking over somebody else. Do we want the other person to just go ahead and finish so we can get on with we what we had planned to say anyway? Just sometimes to hear our own voice. And do we do the same thing with Jesus and make our own agenda, assuming it's the best, without putting self aside? To let God's voice be the loudest, the first, and the one that we pause to hear and follow it. So patience, putting aside self and presence. Listening means being fully present to the other person in front of us, making them feel like they're the most important person in the room. It means putting down the phone. Turning away from the television, turning away from a laptop, putting down the paper, the book, whatever it is, making eye contact and being there for someone else, present to who they are, so that we're not Martha, Martha, distracted by all the things. How often are we more present to all the things than the spouse or the child or the friend or the co-worker, or even the stranger right in front of us. I get tickled when I read this story that there is Jesus in Martha's living room and she goes right in there and tells Jesus what to do. (laughs) The nerve, right? I do the same thing in my prayers. Jesus, fix this. Jesus, do that. Jesus, Make this person do this thing I want them to do. How different am I? How different are we? If we follow the example of Mary, we will be fully present to the presence of Jesus. Sitting before him and listening intently in obedience. I struggle with each of these three Ps. Maybe you do too. Patience, putting aside self and presence. Would you say them with me? Patience, putting aside self and presence. None of us have this all figured out. And so we ask God to help us grow in our ability to listen to others well. And we ask God to help us grow in our ability to listen to God well. To listen to Jesus, to listen to those nudges of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we give that relationship with God the least amount of attention and time. And I think it's the most important bar none. How can we deepen our listening to God? How and when do you most hear God's voice? 
Is it when you're outside walking? Is it when you're with your kids? Was it at VBS this past week? I heard God all over this place last week. Is it in your small group Bible study? Is it in worship? Is it when you read scripture? For me, time and time again, it is in prayer. Prayer. I want to focus on prayer for a moment. Because prayer is one of those primary ways we hear God speaking to us. Because prayer at its core is a relationship. Not a laundry list, not a vending machine, not a wishing well. Not like Martha telling Jesus what to do. It is instead the posture of a disciple sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to what he has to say and making time and space for it and being patient, putting aside myself and present to God's presence with me. It's incredibly precious, is it not? Because we can pray, this is corporate prayer, right? When we all pray together and join in online in prayer. And then there are those moments when it comes down to just you and Jesus. Like in the story, it's down to Jesus and Mary sitting at his feet. As a leader then, may we take the posture of a disciple The posture of prayer, sitting at the feet of Jesus to listen and listen well, to be shaped by him, to hear his voice, to receive his guidance, to let his voice be the first and the loudest and the one that we follow. Jesus says it is the one thing needed. And so back to this gospel of Luke pairing of things. Jesus says to go and do And Jesus says to sit and listen. Where do we put our focus? When is it the best time to go and do? And when is it the best time to sit and listen? It's a great question. And I don't have the answer for that. I think that's between you and Jesus. And all of us as disciples live in the intersection of the cross. Go and do, sit and listen, living out our faith, growing in it. It's all wrapped up together as one. So may we go and do, and may we sit and listen. May we be leaders who, like the gospel does, pair those two together, serving in mercy And sitting at Jesus' feet. Amen. Amen.